This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today on News 4 at 4. It's one of the most anticipated lists of the year. Consumer Reports' top new vehicle picks. Susan Hogan is working for you, showing you the safest, most reliable cars for your money. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Many kids in our area are back to in-person learning, and we are helping you keep them safe in the classroom. We're working for you. Small steps you can take at home to protect them at school and expert advice to ease anxiety for you and the kids. This week on News 4 Today on NBC4. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, another week in the books and a lot to go over today, surprisingly, because I don't know, as every week passes, I just kind of feel like it's, oh, there's there's stuff and there should be things going on, but there are actually are some things going on that we got to go over today. It's weird. It's kind of happening that way in sports, too. We're like, well, what are we going to talk about? But there is somehow things to talk about. Uh, the other thing I will say, Rick, is as this thing has gone on, I think my car- my couch is now like physically part of my body. You know, you, you sit down in your chair, your preferred chair, and it takes on the shape of your ass after a while. Mm-hmm. But this is really, this is ridiculous. Like, it's <laughs> it's like, it's not unsmushing at all it's just it is the perpetual shape of my ass and probably will be until this thing is over yeah i've been trying to rotate between the (laughs) right seat on the couch the left seat on the couch and my office chair which is where i sit to do the podcast and i do you know whatever work i have to do i do from there or sometimes i just watch the tv from here because my desk faces the big tv we have in our main room so i've been trying to do that so that i don't just completely kill one seat of the couch as I've been known to do in the past. So, yeah, I under I understand that struggle completely, and I'm sure there's a lot of fats, and even at this point, just due to amount of time, even some normies that can probably relate. Yeah, yeah. If you've, uh, if you've broken a couch or become part of one, hit us up, imfatpod at gmail.com, or on Twitter at imfatpod, and facebook.com slash imfatpod. Very easy to find the podcast these days. Absolutely. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. Some of you are awesome. I've been right on top of that. Really appreciate it. If you have not, when it comes to our new feed, please, please, please uh, do us that favor. We're here for you every week. We try and give you these recommendations food-wise. We give you the content. Uh, Please, if you could, do us a solid, especially in Apple Podcasts. Give us the uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Like For me, I'm a Pocket Cast user. But for the pocket for the uh, podcast that I really like, I also subscribe and have reviewed in Apple Podcasts. I just don't actually use Apple Podcasts, so just you know something you could do. We would really really appreciate that. 
But one thing that's I think Jay has gotten us through a lot of the boredom has been beer and or liquor yes. of some variety. And I, I know you said you have a recommendation, which, you know, let's be honest, you and I haven't spoken a lot about beer on this podcast, and it's probably one of our blind spots to this point. But uh, what beer did you have? Well, so I tried this beer for the first time when we were at Scorehouse. Rick, you'll remember I went out a few days early mm-hmm. and uh, and w- w- met my buddy out there at the Innings Music Festival, which is a great time. Uh, and they were debuting at this Innings Music Festival. This It's a Sierra variety. It's called Wild Little Thing. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a sour with hibiscus and guava and strawberry. It is absolutely delicious. I'm not the biggest IPA guy. I don't need like a big, I, like who can cram the most hops in a 12 ounce can? There's a time and a place for an IPA for sure. Sure. But I like fruitier beers. I like wheats. I like sours. This Sierra Nevada wild little thing. It's still sort of difficult to find locally. But if you have a local place you go to, we have family liquors in Homewood. And I said like, hey, can you order this? And three days later, they had it for me. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorites. And it will become more easy to find like as the spring and summer goes on. And I'm sure all these companies are adjusting their plans right now. They're not going to roll out a whole new line of beer uh, now. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. But if you can find it, Sierra Nevada Wild Little Thing. They also have one called Hazy Little Thing, which is different. The Wild Little Thing is in a pink and yellow can. And it is absolutely delicious. So I hadn't had it since Arizona. And I've been chasing it ever since. And I finally got some. And I've had one every night, and it's just a nice little nightcap, uh, delicious. And now as the weather is getting warmer, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. If you like sours, if you like fruitier beers, uh, Wild Little Thing by Sierra Nevada is absolutely phenomenal. Interesting. Another thing people can do if they're looking to find a specific beer, either that one by them or something else, is the Untapped app is great for that. I don't know yeah. why. Like I never used it for that for a while. I just always used it to check in to basically be like, hey, here's a beer I had, and here's what I think of it. But if you search a beer, it'll also give you locations within your area that you can find it. That's how when uh, Pat Manley's beer, Long Snapper IPA, came out, I was able to track it down was because of the Untapped app. So I will be using that to try and find this because I'm kind of like you, where I'm I'm more than willing to have like a fruity beer here and there. There's a, a brewery in Geneva uh, called Penrose that has really good sours. They're, I've been like, there. Yeah, that that's like their thing. That's right. We've spoken about Penrose. But yeah, like they're known for their sours. Their sours are really good. And yeah, I'm here for fruity beers. Like I, I am looking forward to my first time going back to a liquor store to get summer shandy. Like I understand it's basic for, you know, when it starts getting warmer out, but I don't care because it's delicious. Yeah, who cares? It tastes good. I don't, I I don't, that's how I am like on a lot of things with food. And, you know, I I don't, I hate people that shame people for their food preferences. Like we joke with people about stuff. We don't actually mean like people that are Nazis about ketchup on hot dogs. Who cares? If someone likes ketchup on a hot dog, if they prefer that taste, then just let it be. I don't know why it's like some point of pride to, oh, I only drink the hoppiest beers. or I only drink the heaviest darks. Whatever. I drink what I think tastes good. You do the same, and everybody's happy. So screw that, man. Whatever you're into, drink it. Summer Shandy is delicious. No one can argue that. The only people that would argue it are the ones who want to make beer their personality. And who the hell likes those people? No one. That's who. Chris Ranji, I'm looking at you because (laughs) you end up liking those beers, and then you have to be the person that also likes Malort and drinks it all the time, and that's never going to be me. 
good on yeah, you I, if you actually like that flavor i think that's probably more of a statement on you but uh, <laughs> but i i'm just i just i don't know i i just i just can't do it man i i didn't hate malort the way i thought i would i think the bad taste is a little bit overhyped like there's those reaction videos on the internet of people like gagging and vi- it's like it's not that bad what i didn't like about malort was the unrelenting taste of a rind in your mouth after you drink it like the initial shot isn't bad and then the bad taste kind of kicks in and then it won't go away rind That's the, like, rind <laughs> rind yeah but if you ever have you ever chewed on an orange rind that kind of bitter uh almost like it almost tastes like earwax is that like a i don't know it's not that i eat a lot of earwax but you know as a, as a kid you experiment and uh just it was a it's a weird taste and with the malort it just you almost feel like you got to scrape your tongue off to get rid of it and it's that that to me was the unpleasant part when i took the shot yeah. i was actually pleasantly surprised that oh initially i really liked the taste and i was like oh oh that's not great and then it just got worse and worse but i don't is there anyone that truly enjoys like oh, i'm gonna go have some malort mm, that sounds good i don't know maybe not okay me. no <laughs> okay so i because Every day is the same at this point. Did we talk about the fact that I watched Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat last week? I think you tweeted about it since we've done the podcast, but I don't think you talked about it okay, yet. Okay, because I know you recommended it on the podcast, and we've had like a few positive recommendations trickle in as well. But after yeah. I tweeted about it, and after seeing it myself, and uh, my wife Colleen seeing it as well, holy crap, is that good. It's well, so cool, isn't it? it? It yeah, it's and it's not even just like oh hey, let's go to this different country and see how they use something because you know there's like different there's different varieties of that out there, but it's like the way they shoot everything too. It's like more zoomed in so you see more details, which is kind of the focus of the whole thing anyway. You get so much more of the culture involved as well and like I love the fact that everybody's speaking different languages like, you know, I don't know if it's much of a spoiler to say, you know, for fat, they were in Italy talking about, you know, like the fats that come into the cured meats and olive oil and all this stuff, too. And like just the fact that they're they're speaking Italian, you get you get the landscape shots. Um, the fact that the host, of course, whose name is escaping me right now, uh, can also speak Italian like that. Just I don't know. It just hits the right notes of authenticity and just calming almost it's so it's so soothing to watch that it's cool yeah. to learn to see everybody in their element like seeing the i'm not even a big pesto guy but to watch the pesto being made was like therapeutic <laughs> yeah her name is uh samin nosrat Thank and you. the one i don't like soy sauce i just i think it's way too salty i never have it on things but to watch the way it was made like originally and those aged the barrels mm-hmm. and the guy's like oh i had to order a new one and, they, and the company said it was the first order they had since world war ii yeah <laughs> like, <wow. laughs> like the sales guy there like dad i missed the call i was on lunch <laughs> <laughs> the first order in 60 years anyway yeah the show is great even if you're not like someone who loves to cook it just gives you a good indication like the history of food how things are made how different places do different things and it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful show to watch. And to watch her cook the meals she cooks at home. And I think she's actually started a podcast about, like, quarantine cooking. Oh. Um, and I'm trying. Hope was telling me about it. Let me look it up here. 
I probably should have prepared this before, but I didn't because I'm a hack, as you know. Um, let's see. Uh, I think it's called Home Cooking. Yeah, Home Cooking is the name of the podcast, and uh, she, she teaches you how to just kind of make do with what you have in your pantry. It's really, really great. Home Cooking? Who would have a generic-ass podcast name like that, like Basketball Camp or something like that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> who does have a podcast like that rick can you remind the people that would be me actually i wasn't even oh. i wasn't even doing that as like a way to promote my other podcast i just know like, you weren't i was nudging you in that direction though because yeah. <laughs> it's like oh basic ass name no i had a i had a conversation with uh the scores cody westerland this past week and we railed on jim boylan for a while spoke about the bulls front office and a little bit about the last dance just like real easy conversation for Cody and I to have. We've had the conversation God knows how many times, so it was nice to have it with, you know, microphones in front of our mouths this time. Yeah, just re- recorded for once. That's I had Charlie Romeliotis on Lockdown Blackhawks, and it's the same thing. Like, him and I just start talking, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go plug in some intros for every segment we did. Yeah. You know, that's re- it's just a recorded conversation. People like that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, he, something def- I- he definitely boosted the handsome on that podcast. Oh, I mean, 700% improvement in the handsome meter. Uh, all right, Rick, something I have not told you about yet that I discovered this morning. I was on the Target website placing my order to get some necessities for home, and I've decided I need a silicone um, sponge for my uh, dishes Okay. because I hate sponges. I've told you this before. I think sponges are nasty. All they do is suck in bacteria and all the old food and gravy and everything. If I get a sil- silicone thing, I could wash it off every time, and it's clean every time. So I typed in, just because I was having trouble finding on Target's website, silicone. Are you, you're on your computer. Can you Google something real quick? Sure. Just Google Piggy Pop. P-I-G-G-I-E or Y? P-I-G-G-Y Pop. What? Uh, oh, okay. A, a Piggy Pop baking <laughs> yeah. pan? Okay, so <laughs> this is a silicone <laughs> baking pan. And the silicone has 12 pigs, like you know, mold it into the silicone pan. Yeah. And what you do is you pour batter into the pan, and then you put a little like cocktail weenie in there. Oh my and god! And it gives this is you awesome. pig-shaped <laughs> pigs in a blanket. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're really well. They're like I know it's the ad, and they probably don't look this good always, but it's a very well-detailed pig. Uh, you guys have to look this up. The piggy pop. It's ten bucks at Target. And if you want to make pig-shaped pigs in a blanket, it couldn't be. It's one of those as seen on TV things, so you know it's good. Yeah. Um. It's as easy as fill with batter or dough, insert your favorite Frank's, bake and enjoy. That's it. The okay. piggy pop. Okay. The offshoot of this <laughs> is they need to make the different shapes so you could play past the pigs with them. Oh yeah. There's so many possibilities, and I, I never dreamed of something like this, and I'm mad at myself for not. Seriously, that is a great idea. Oh it is God. ridiculous. As I'm scrolling through, I'm like, oh, that's not what what is this? What is the piggy pop? Yeah. And I had I, I almost bought one, but I'm like, eh, you know. With the economy the way it is, do I need a piggy pop? Probably not. Yes. Oh, no. If I get another stimulus check, maybe. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean at that at, yeah, at that point, you just need to spend it on something, of course. Yes. Because, because economy. Don't, yeah, I don't save it. I gotta hope the economy, damn it. Right. So before we get to ask a fact questions, which, by the way, the amount of questions we're getting is it's a lot. It's a lot. And we thank you so much for them. And just because we don't necessarily get to yours right away, we do kind of we do kind of keep a backlog to a point. 
So we, we know which ones we haven't gotten to. So if one week there's a lull or if there's something that's timely, we will we will get to your questions. Just may not be as soon as you'd like. So For sure. But one thing I sent to you earlier this week, I saw on one of the social medias, I have no idea which one, uh, there was another pick three, which have been one of our favorite things to do. But instead of the one we've kind of spoken about before, just which type of fries we like in general, this is pick three fast food french fries so i'll run i'll run down our list here because i i do think there's room for difference here especially since there's one of them that i've not had so number one is mcdonald's number two is arby's three is the taco bell nacho fries number four is checkers slash rallies five is chick-fil-a six is popeye's Seven is Wendy's, eight is KFC, which is more of a wedge, and nine is Burger King. So now there, for me, Rick, yeah. there's two. For me, Rick, there's two I can easily toss out right away. Okay, I, I can is, throw. Is it? Yeah, go ahead. Wendy's is one of them, for sure. And I'm gonna say Burger King. Yeah, those two are gone to me. They're fine. We had Wendy's today for lunch, and it was fine. But I just, I don't know. It's it's just kind of cardboardy. Yeah, I, I don't really get their fries incon- anymore. They're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Two for five spicy chickens at Wendy's right now, by the way. Wait, Pro what? Tip. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh. Do you want to pause the podcast and go? And Possibly, pause? because I may, <laughs> I may have a gift card to Wendy's, which is also a fat thing. That's if, amazing. If for, if for any reason you get a gift card to a fast food restaurant, you are fat. That's hey, you know what? I respect the hell out of that. Give me a useful gift card. Yep. Give me something you know I'm going to use. I'm definitely going to use a fast food gift card. Exactly. All right. Do you want me to go first on here? Yeah. All right. To me, I know you're not the biggest McDonald's guy. I think McDonald's fries are the best. They're just super consistent. They're super good. They're the one French fry. I'm like, I have a craving for these fries. I don't get that from anywhere else. So uh, McDonald's fries on there for sure. The Wendy's curly fries stay for me, too, because you need that curly fry variety. You mean it's Arby's? a little something different. I'm sorry, Arby's, not Wendy's. Yes, the Arby's curly fry, that stays for me because you need a different variety. Uh, and, and, of course, curly fries are wonderful. The only problem with those are occasionally you'll get a bag full of crumbs. Like if you get the bottom of the basket, you'll get one or two of the really nice spirals, but then sometimes it can be kind of crappy. I don't so know. The, bo- bi- the bottom isn't bad either, though. No, I know, but I like the big spirals that are you almost like try to take them down in one bite i love those mm-hmm. and you know it was really tough to eliminate the chick-fil-a waffle fries but have you ever had checkers fries no and that's the one that i oh. haven't had like just looking at them from the picture they look incredible they're really good they're i guess you'd kind of compare them to five guys like that super crunchy yeah, sort like of a twice uh, fried, probably. It. Yeah, like twice fried, right. exactly. Um, I just, I think, and I haven't had checkers in a long time because they're not necessarily around anymore. I do live sort of close to one now. I just haven't tried it yet. But back in the day when checkers was everywhere, I loved their fries. So give me McDonald's, give me Arby's, and give me checkers. Checkers just uh, nudges out Chick Fil A waffle fries. Okay, so we're two out of three on the same boat. Uh. For me, 
remember, one is McDonald's, two's Arby's, three's the nacho fries from Taco Bell, four Chuckers, five Chick-fil-A, six Popeyes, seven Wendy's, eight KFC, nine Burger King. That whole bottom row you can just just cut out to begin with. Yeah, because if I'm going to KFC, it's, I'm getting mashed potatoes. Yeah, exa- yeah, and my focus is biscuit anyway, so it's not right. going to be... And their wedges are okay. There are better wedges that, that stay more crispy than theirs. Then... I can ease. I've never had checkers, so I just have to eliminate it because I have not had it. But like I said, by the picture, they look delicious. And by your recommendation, I would definitely like them. Uh, then I could get rid of the nacho fries just fine because you're just trying too hard a little bit at that point. The hardest choice for me was between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's because I'm with you on McDonald's and Arby's. McDonald's is just a real solid traditional French fry. And I love the curly fries from Arby's. I get, I deal with whatever I get meat-wise from there so that I can get the curly fries. That's pretty much how it works. <laughs> and I ended up going with Popeye's because I love a really good seasoned fry. And having a seasoned fry in my arsenal, I know the curly fry is also kind of seasoned, but having just more of a traditional fry shape that is seasoned really well having a traditional one, and then having the curly fry, I feel like I have good variety. So for me, I'm going one, two, six, McDonald's, Arby's, and Popeye's with the asterisk that I have not had Chuckers slash Rally's fries. Yeah, you should try them. If you find one, if you're like on a road trip, or I don't, there might be one near you because they just built one. Where was that built? I think maybe in Mount Greenwood, somewhere in that area, they just built a new one. Okay. Um, so maybe they're sort of popping back up a little bit locally. So maybe you have one near you, but they are really good. And I remember their burgers were tasty. Like checkers was pretty good. I just always remember that whatever I ordered, I got the opposite. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> give me a double cheeseburger with bacon and ketchup. And you would get a double chicken with mustard and onions. Like it was just, they always got the order totally wrong. Um, it was just the one Oak Lawn location that is now gone. But, I, oh, my God, I always remember them screwing up the order all the time. But once they got it right, it was delicious. All right. Let's get to your Ask a Fat questions. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. First question for me comes from Emma, who said she's a normie that needs a fatsultation. She's been eating this since she was little, but doesn't know anybody else that does this. So are you in or out on dipping pizza rolls in honey? I'm not out. I haven't done it, but I would try it. 
I'm a big proponent of McDonald's Chicken McNuggets in honey. And whenever I go to McDonald's and say, I want a 10-piece or a 20-piece and honey, they always give me honey mustard. And I have to go back and say, no, 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 I want honey. Like bee, honey, honey bee. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And that is delicious. So I would try that. And I bought Hope for, must have been Christmas, Mike's Hot Honey. It's like a spicy honey. Oh, yeah, I got some pizza rolls left in the freezer. I'm going to, I had pizza rolls three times this week, by the way, because I have no shame anymore. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm, de- I'm going to try I that. I had the Kroger pizza rolls. Yes. They're very, very good. They're the best, right? I think it's really close with them and Totino's. Mind you, I had pepperoni Totino's, and I've had combo Kroger's. Combo is what I buy, too. Okay. And I do really like it. I think the only thing that Totino's does better is for the size of the pizza roll. They... Um, oh my god, why am I... Sp- oh, they, they actually fill a higher percentage of the roll. Like, the, your your meat or your, sure. your filling to breading is a probably slightly better ratio, but the quality of everything is probably better on your Kroger. And I like the Kroger uh, breading better. It is way crunchier to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I think they, they cook more consistently. Because I feel like every one I have from the Kroger bag is the same. And, and as far as like doneness goes, as far as consistency. Look, I love Totino's too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Totino's. But for for my for my buck, I think the best I found is Kroger. And I think because they're a store brand and not a brand name, they're, they might be cheaper yeah, than it, Totino's. Yeah, like the pack. Now, mind you. We've been because they're so the, expensive, right? <laughs> now we've been we've been doing the we've been doing our shopping online, so I don't know if it's different if there are bigger packages available. But like we would get the ninety pack of the Totinos, we're getting like the forty pack of the Kroger. So that's either that's the main size that they have, or that's a not so subtle hint from Colleen to cool it on <laughs> the uh, on the pizza roll consumption. All right, I guess. But you got to try it with honey. Now it's for po- podcast content. Yeah, well, exactly. And there, there was actually a, a place that we went when I was in uh, in Denver. We went out to Golden, Colorado for a while for like a day to do the, you know, the, the tour Tours. and all that. Yeah, the yeah. Coors tour. And But there was this pizza place and they had where they actually give you honey to put on the crust of your pizza. And there was some oh. kind of like baked in too. And it was... It was really good. So obviously there's a big difference between that and a pizza roll. However, I am very willing to try it on that premise. How long ago did you go? Oh, God, that was five years ago, maybe. There's a place. So Denver is the origin of Chipotle. And Chipotle is opening or has opened a place called Pizza Locale, which is like a similar idea to Chipotle. it's probably like a blaze pizza or whatever where you kind of build it from scratch and go from there but i'm very curious to try that but as i google it i see like a bunch of them are closing so i don't know if they just haven't been able to get off the ground and now that there's a pandemic that can sort of screw things up for newer newer type places that haven't established yet but um it looked good based on the menu i saw so i was wondering if that's where you went no it wasn't no it wasn't that place. it was some like what was it? Because it was in Golden. It wasn't in Denver. And yeah. it was this place where it almost had like a log cabin-y type look. And then you go in and it's just like this really homey type pizza joint. It was a brick oven pizza and it was really good. That sounds good. All right. Since uh, we are recording this on Mother's Day, Rick, 
uh, got an email here, or I'm sorry, a Facebook message here from Tom. He says, what food did your grandma make that just thinking about the smell and taste makes your mouth water? He says, I can still taste my grandma's vegetable and roast beef soup, uh, three big bowls, homemade warm bread with jelly, and about a whole box of crackers, and let's say I indulged. My grandma used to make, she would get fried chicken, and she used to make it from scratch. From scratch fried chicken, then she put it in the oven with a pad of butter on each piece and sliced onions on each piece. And then mm. she would put that all in the oven and then just pour it all in like a catering tray. Because my, my grandma, that's the one, my dad's mom, she she had 10 kids. And we would all go over there every weekend. So she had to cook for an army all the time. Later in life, when she just didn't have time to cook that much chicken from scratch, she would actually go to KFC and bu- ask them, like, hey, can I buy a bag of frozen chicken? And back then, before everything was so regulated, they were like, yeah, sure. Uh, this many pounds, of, this many pieces of chicken costs as much. And she'd get a frozen bag of KFC and come home and do the same thing. So we would have that and Rosangela's pizza every weekend. <laughs> so, but Grandma's chicken, we still make it every now and again when we have big family parties. And it is just so damn good. But the, I swear to God, okay, as if the fried chicken isn't enough, put a little piece of butter on every piece Whoa. and melt it just to make it, oh, it, it was unbelievable. That, so, so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I, the weird thing is, for whatever reason, I don't remember anything, maybe because I didn't care when I was little, I didn't care who made what, so... I don't actually know of anything that was specific to my grandma. The one thing that I always remember her having, and maybe this is just a sign of me as a kid, was the ice cream roll that looks like oh, a, it looks like yes. a, yeah, it looks like a giant Swiss cake roll. Yes, that's a Baskin Robbins thing, right? Ah, uh, this was a like a store brand. Like she got okay, it from the grocery okay. store, but it was so good, and I just know like she loved that as a dessert. So she's like. We would have, you know, my sometimes either my mom would make kolachkis or we would have cookies or brownies and whatever else. But my grandma always made sure in the freezer there was the ice cream roll. And she loved that damn thing. Was it Carvel? Is that the company? I think so. Yeah, I remember Carvel. I think they're still around, but that was a, that was always a standard too. Some sort of Carvel ice cream cake. That I, th- I would bet you that the ones we had, at least back then, like what? shit now like 30 years ago yeah um was probably a carvel cake hmm. the other thing is that because there was always rosangela's and she had a freezer full of candy that me and my cousins would just alternate like pizza candy pizza candy pizza candy and i think i've told you this when i have chocolate especially if it's like a peanut buttery chocolate or a nutty chocolate like a snickers or a reese's sure i have a like in, insatiable taste for pizza because for so long in my life, they were they were synonymous. They just went together. And we would be at my grandma's house for like 12 hours. So we would just come in and just grab uh, grab some candy, grab some pizza, and just alternate all day. And it was like the salt, salty, sweet, salty, sweet all day long. And now I'm fat. What a shock. <laughs> so <laughs> the one thing my grandma my grandma's place always had was uh, my mom actually has the dish now that always had the candy in it. Uh, there was always a shallower dish that had like M&Ms or something. And then there was the, the nice glass one that was a little more ornate that always had bullseyes in it. 
Oh, because oh. my, my grandpa loved bullseyes. I love bullseyes. Like, that's just... Honestly, I'm pretty sure I love bullseyes because I always had them with him. Well, they're also awesome. Yes. <laughs> that could be part of it, too. Do you do you eat them a certain way? Do you have, like, a method or you just pop no, them No, it, it depended on the day. Some days it would just be a one-biter. Some days I would take the, like, the... What, I don't know, like the caramely part to the core and that and have that be a bite and then have like the rest of it be a bite. And then maybe your tongue would pop out the, the like middle part. Yeah, sometimes I would save the cream. Mm-hmm. I would just eat the caramel and then like have a handful of creams to finish things off. Oh, man, I want some bullseyes really bad right now. <laughs> also phrasing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got I got to remember about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. I mean, usually to finish things off, there's a lot of creams. Um, so this is from Chris, who's, who's from Milwaukee and said, please rank the Milwaukee racing sausages in terms of taste, not in terms of how well they do in the sausage race at Miller Park. Brat, chorizo, hot dog, Italian sausage, and Polish. Now this is, this is tough because are we talking about what would we give up and like, what is the order in which we would give them up? Mm-hmm. or what is like the highest ceiling or like what do we eat the most often how are we going to do this i i think if you have to get i think let's do hmm if you have to if you have to get rid of okay is that the th- yeah like like yeah because i think that kind of is probably most all-encompassing of what your average is what of what yeah. you get versus the ceiling because then you got to balance that yourself okay all right, I'm going to give you my uh, top to bottom. Okay. Uh, Italian sausage, number one, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you can use it. You have it on a sandwich. You could have it on pizza. You could have it with green peppers. You could have it by itself, and it's good almost all the time. Number two for me is a hot dog, because I really love just going out to a hot dog joint, getting some hot dogs and fries, cheese fries maybe, and calling it a day. Give me the bratwurst just for... Again, nothing better in the summer than uh, beer brats with uh, grilled onions on it. Just absolutely perfect in a ball game, especially a White Sox game. Oh, my God, their brats are freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then for me, it's chorizo because you need a little something spicy. And then last for me is Polish sausage. I've never been a big Polish sausage fan. I don't know if it's like the kraut taste of it that I don't like, but there's a flavor of Polish sausage I don't like. Uh, and I almost never eat it unless it's like some sort of traditional family thing where everyone's expected to eat it. And that almost never happens anymore. So for me, Polish sausage is a distant last. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said it because I've always thought it was just a me thing where people speak in such glowing terms about Polish sausage and it's never done it for me. Like, I don't think it's nah. bad. It's just like, I'm not going to choose it if if there are other options. So for me, I'm with you. Number one is the Italian sausage because of versatility and also boy a good spicy the johnsonville spicy italian sausage is really tough to beat like when we would grill in college and and like people would look weird at me because everybody bring hot dogs and brats nope spicy italian sausage that's what i would bring and it's delicious just hits the right note maybe because i i just love the spice so much number two for me is chorizo and i mean chorizo is just so damn good which is why I got so mad. I think I ranted about this before. My favorite Mexican place over in the far western burbs in Geneva, uh, Taco Madre, has taken, for one thing, they took the chimichanga off the menu. 
which is bad enough. They also replaced regular chorizo with soy chorizo. Ugh. Talk about a slap in the face. I am chorizo? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wow. That's actually pretty good. Uh, (laughs) No, it's not. Don't encourage me. No, it's it's a good quarantine joke where I think everybody's level of joke has just kind of devolved at this point. Yes. Like it's every everything has worked down to the mean of a dad joke. Uh but yeah, so and I would always get the chorizo chimmy from that place. So they are really just sticking it to me at this point. Oh, that sucks. That's so, brutal, man. Yeah. So we were over there because it was my niece's birthday on Friday. So we did one of the, you know, the little parades or whatever for her birthday. And then we like went up, went up about as close as we could, said, here's your present and backed off. And it was, yep. you know, she's looking at us like we're weird, but, you know, she gets it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we were almost going to go to Taco Madre. And then I felt bad because Colleen was like, yeah, but I know you don't have your thing anymore from there. So we ended up going to, you know, oh, darn, we went to Portillo's instead. Oh, uh, anyway, number, that, speaking of Portillo's, number three is hot dog because yeah. it's a hot dog. Solid. It's really good. Number four is the broad. I think just because it's still so hit and miss, a good broad is still really good. And then, yeah, the Polish is somewhere off in the hinterlands, way in back. Yeah, I don't know. I've just never been a fan. I'm with you. All right, got one here from John in Rockford. He says, uh, nice pods, nice pod boys from a normie. Please don't hate. We have a Smoky Bones here in Rockford. We mentioned Smoky Bones last week. Mm-hmm. And any recommendations to order would be appreciated. I don't remember it very well, but I remember they had Brunswick stew that was killer. So the Brunswick stew, get that. And he says, okay, my ask a fat question you guys never mention Asian food, and I'm wondering why. Uh, I think part of that is that Asian cuisine is so different place to place that it's almost hard to, like, if I get, like, there's not a lot of, like, Panda Express, I'll eat it, but I'm just not a, it doesn't inspire me. I know Rick is not a big fan of it at all no. anyway, but if you want a recommendation for one, John, you're in Rockford, so this doesn't help you, but Joy Yee Noodles there's one in Tinley. There's a bunch in the city. That's my favorite. That's where I like to go. They've got the fruit uh, boba teas there, too, which are delicious. But, yeah, I think Rick doesn't love Asian food, and it's just so it, – it's like everybody's Chinese food place is something different. So it's it's kind of hard to talk about in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it is difficult, although – I don't know. I mean, I still just don't like, like after watching uh, the salt episode of salt, fat, acid, heat, I was kind of intrigued to try stuff again, but I, I just, I know I don't like the taste of soy sauce. So that that's just kind of a downer for her. Yeah, but that, in... it's not in a lot of stuff though. Like if you got orange chicken or sweet and sour chicken, there's no, that's very Americanized obviously, sure. but there's no soy sauce in that. Um, Ped CU is my favorite thing from uh, Joy Yee, and there's no soy sauce in that. I like soy sauce is not typically used to cook. Like teriyaki is used to cook, but it would say so. It would say teriyaki on there. As far as I understand it, and if I'm wrong, please hit us up. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. Soy sauce is more of a condiment than a ingredient. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I wouldn't let I wouldn't let soy sauce scare you off of, of Asian food, and just go with like. The basics are like the general sauce chicken, sesame chicken, orange chicken, sweet and sour. Um, like you like spicy, I think you would love like kung pao beef. You would love. There's nothing weird about that at all. It's just beef, and they have like really hot peppers actually in the 
whatever they give it to you in the box or in the plastic or whatever, they're just actually in there and you can see them, but it just makes the entire dish really hot. I'll, I'll give you some recommendations. I'm sure you'll find something you like. Okay. Because I love Chinese food. I love it. Okay, this the one... Americanized stuff. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know if I can handle like truly authentic. Yeah, the truly a lot of the truly authentic stuff. It just seems like a bridge too far for me. Even if I found stuff that I liked. All right, yeah. this this one off the Facebook page from Tobias. Is there such a thing as kids' food? And are there in are there age inappropriate mm-hmm. foods that you love? And he has attached a picture of a Polish sausage wrapped in a croissant. To you know, supposed to be like pigs in a blanket. Yeah, I, I make that all the time. I do it with hot dogs. You get the uh, Pillsbury crescent rolls. You pop them out. You slice slice the hot dog down the middle. Put some cheese in there, and boom, you got a meal. I oh. think Kraft macaroni and cheese is considered kids' food, and I love Kraft macaroni and cheese. You know what you do? You throw some oregano in there. You know, throw a couple spices in there, and it makes it feel slightly more adult, and it's more delicious. <laughs> I, I don't even need to. I really don't. Oh, we got to talking about um. Uh, grilled cheese last week, I think. Didn't we talk about how I use mayo on grilled cheese instead yeah, of butter? Yeah. One of our listeners, and I, I'm sorry, I can't find the tweet, put like this uh, combination of like sandwich seasoning and Parmesan on like the outer bread. Oh. I have to try that. Yeah, it looked amazing. It was like a mix of like garlic and Parmesan and those sort of spices, like that kind of family of spices. And he just sprinkles it on the butter or the mayo and it just cooks into the bread when you grill the grilled cheese. It looked absolutely phenomenal. Like I could, I swear to God, I could like taste the picture. That's how good it looked. So I'm going to try that good. for sure. Um, your turn, right? Or is it my turn? Uh, your turn. It's you. I think I just did the one on the. Um... Oh no, yeah, you're right. It's you. Go ahead. Okay. This one from Brent, who wants to know outside of mozzarella sticks being a given. What four items are in your ultimate sampler platter? Aside from cheese sticks? Yeah, like cheese sticks are already yeah. in there. All right, we've got to ask a question. Are chicken tenders considered on this? Because sometimes you'll get those on the combo platter, but I wouldn't think of it. I think of a, of a tender Either, as like, well, it's kind of a do meal. Do a wing then, because at a decent amount of places, okay. you can get wings on there. Yeah. So you could do All right, give me, give me the boneless wings. Mm-hmm. Give me... This may shock you, Rick, but fried zucchini. Mm. Give me toasted ravioli. Oh, okay. And what am I missing? I'm trying to think of a combo platter. I guess I could have the breaded cauliflower. I don't love it. Sometimes I like it. Usually not, but um, I guess that would be my fourth. But it's, I mean, cheese sticks, if they're there, that's it. But I love uh, toasted ravioli. Almost as much as I love cheese sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and fried zucchini is delicious. Love it. Okay. Give me the boneless wing. Give me onion rings. Ugh. Yep. Forgot. Yeah, take away the uh, cauliflower and give me onion rings. Yeah, I was going to say, you had two almost healthy things on there. <laughs> so I, sorry. it's a little, little confusing for me. Uh, give me the pretzel. Depending on your place. So like I'm thinking okay. like, a, like a pub pretzel, like a bigger pretzel type thing. And I don't know. It depends on the place. This may be stretching it a little bit, but you can get like part. Have you seen places where you can get like part of a quesadilla or no? Oh, yeah. 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 Like half a quesadilla or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All so right. That's, that's a good. Mine. That's a solid list. You did a good job. 
Yeah, I, I was. I didn't uh, consider. Somehow, I forgot about onion rings. And yeah, that's a. Those are. Those are. That's a power. That's a power plate for you. But I trade it all for another cheese stick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got one here from Dan. He says, "When you're at a diner for breakfast, or breakfast or dinner, what's the best toast to get when the waiter asks?" That's a really good question. That's a good question. Uh, and I have to say, now that we're in what month three of quarantine. Diners are what I miss the most. Mm-hmm. Going out to breakfast on the weekends, just like gorgeous, like having breakfast at like nine thirty or ten, and having so much food you don't even really think about lunch until three. Yeah. Um, for me, I will always go sourdough toast, uh, because it's it toasts up really well. It's very absorbent for the butter, and it's a nice vehicle. Because what I do is I get bacon, eggs, and toast with hash browns. Mm-hmm. I get that almost every time I go out for breakfast. And I put them all on the bread together, and I make sort of a sandwich out of it. And that, to me, is sourdough. To me, is the best for for that. I unless uh, you're counting pancakes. That's fair. not really toast, though. No, it's not. Yeah, I am a hundred percent in agreement with you, and partially because so the the diner type establishment that we would always go to in college was the Junction, and this was on Thirty Eight and DeKalb, and it's really good stuff. My favorite sandwich I would get from there was the Sicilian, and it had toasted sourdough, and I hadn't really thought of sourdough that much for toast until then, so then ever since, that's what I get when it is an option. But So the Sicilian sandwich from the Junction is sourdough bread, steak, mozzarella to help keep the steak in there, and pepper... <laughs> it's an adhesive yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and it's all about logistics and pepperoni right. on top of that okay yeah yes that will work yep i could feel my heart seizing in the <laughs> in real time well and, damn, and the other good, good part about the cheese keeping the steak in there is it keeps the juices in there so while there's not like a sauce on it or anything oh. when you bite into the steak you get the juices from the steak and it's really yeah. good oh that sounds amazing i need like a good steak sandwich is something i never I never think to order. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, it's just, it's such a great, especially when it's on garlic bread or something. Oh, I got to find a good one of those around here. If anyone's in the Homewood area, hit me up and let me know where I can find a really good steak sandwich. All right. Sandwich. This, this next one comes from Lance. What is the most ill-advised slash worst Oreo flavor? Mm. Now, we've railed on the concept of Oreo jumping the shark before, but I don't know that we've gotten too into what the worst of them are. We tried... What's the one we tried that was weird? Was it like the Fruit Punch Oreo? I feel like that was one we tried, and it was it was pretty bad. Um, well, I'm trying to think of like the worst one. I've got one off the top of my head that my niece okay. wanted when we were at the store. So I said, yeah, what the hell? Let's give it a spin. The Swedish Fish Oreo was so bad... It was, just, yeah, it was just weird because it's it wasn't like Swedish fish flavor into the typical Oreo cream. It was essentially like they flattened a couple Swedish fish and put it between the cookie. Hmm. That it was sounds not bad. It was not, not good at that. all. Oh, I remember. I had a hot and spicy cinnamon Oreo. Absolute garbage. Ugh. Disgusting. I think it was like a maybe like a Valentine's Day promotion or something. Okay. It was horrific. Horrific. I got a couple more here. This one is from Joe. He says, 
in honor of the fact that buffets are probably a thing of the past, what was your strategy at a buffet? How do you tack a Vegas buffet? How did it go down at Old Country Buffet? Now, I have admitted, I'm not the biggest buffet guy in the world, but when I've been to them, I am almost always, like, whatever meat they're carving, be it prime rib or roast beef or whatever, give me as much of that as they're willing to give me, right? Like, okay, they'll usually cut you, like, two or three pieces and it's like, keep your plate out until they recognize you want more yeah and i'm really based this is why i don't go to buffets because i'm kind of basic i would just get like the meat of choice with mashed potatoes and corn or whatever like i wouldn't really like explore too much i don't like to mix cuisines very much like i wouldn't do like roast beef with mashed potatoes and a slice of pizza or whatever so that's probably why i'm not the biggest buffet guy in the world but that would be me fill me up with the sliced meat station whatever it might be and then the basic like, I don't know what you'd say, like American sides of mashed potatoes or a mm-hmm. baked potato, corn, whatever, those sort of things. Uh, I'm generally a one meat per plate person, so kind of along those lines, but I'm always looking for the bread option. I want the biscuit if there is a biscuit, and if there is something suitable to dip said biscuit into or let melt on top of said biscuit, I'm here for that. Also, potato what it what is our starch situation is it do they have fries do they have wedges do they have just mashed potatoes like i need to know and are they plain mashed potatoes or are they jazzed up at all that makes a difference for me so i need to know these things while making my game plan but generally i will like you said if there's some sort of carving station or something like that i'll prioritize that on the first plate then i might go to a pizza or something like that. Or if there's not even anything that's that great meat wise, depending on your buffet, generally there are always a few sides that are really good. So I will then prioritize those sides. And just sometimes I get a second plate of just all the sides I want to try and kind of go at it from there. And after that is when I start considering dessert. And depending on what they Mm -hmm. have, maybe I'll put, you know, just if there's a, a bigger bowl, maybe I'll put a cookie at the bottom and make a sundae on top of it. Maybe I'll Ooh, see if they smart. have maybe I'll see if they have a lemon bar situation going on because I'm a sucker for a good lemon bar. Well, it's healthy because it's lemon. Well, yeah, of course. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, usually depending on the day and our t- and uh, the timing that we have to be there, this is a minimum of a three to four plate situation. Okay, I like the approach. the The dinner roll is definitely uh, important. A biscuit or just like a warm Hawaiian roll or something like that. But yeah. the bread, with just a little pat of butter, especially if it's warm. How about this? Like, is there anything better when you're at a wedding and you're just starving your ass off and the bread, the uh, rolls come out? Oh, and er- everyone's just like, oh, thank God. Well, and everybody's <laughs> trying to trying to, like, not be the first person to go for not it. Not me. Oh, no, I try to. I, I have the, the social, the little bit of social anxiety of like, can the fact I really do I have to be the first one to go for it? Just think of it this way. You're taking the pressure off everybody else to not be first. True. You're taking a bullet for the table and getting the best roll for yourself. It's win-win. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Here's one off of Facebook from one of my guys, Pat Markham. Great dude. And also, he's a guy that we should meet up with at some point because he's got a smoker and he knows how to use it. All right. I'm in. As soon as we can talk to humans. Yeah, there's that whole thing. He asks, you're only allowed one type of gravy for the next year. What type of gravy are you choosing and why? I would say I'm taking turkey gravy or chicken gravy, whatever, poultry gravy, because typically 
the meats they serve need gravy more than a beef would, right? Like if you're having roast beef or you're having whatever, chances are that beef that that meat is a little more juicy by default. But sometimes chicken can be dry, sometimes turkey can be dry. So because of that, it wins out because of its it's it's more of it's more needed. I love them equally, and as far as taste goes, but I think I need a chicken or poultry based gravy to help lubricate the meat, if you will. This is shocking that I'm going the breakfast route and you are not for once. Because wow. when I think gravy, I think biscuits and. So that's yeah, you're that's, smart there, but that, I, I almost never get that. Gravy. Man, no, that's like my that's my default at a place. If I'm not sure what I want to get at a breakfast joint, then I default to biscuits and gravy. So I love that gravy that goes on top. So give me that. All right, I've got one here from my cousin Ben. He says, what is the one canned food in your pantry you will not eat even if it was the last item in there? Hold on, I'm going to go look at mine. Hold on, give me give me 10 <laughs> seconds here. <laughs> okay. I will pause. Uh, if you'd like to talk to the podcast, send an email to imfatpod at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter, twitter.com slash imfatpod. And, of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash imfatpod. Uh, Rick is clearly searching his kitchen for the for the grossest item in his cabinet. I cannot wait to see what Rick comes up with. Yeah, there's these, this is going to be. It's one of two. If we're going, if we're going vegetable, there canned green beans are. Eh, yeah. yeah. Eh. And then I'm not as big of a peach guy as most. The fruit. Yeah, just get your canned fruits and like. Just go buy regular vegetables. Like, I get you need canned peaches for... I think people make pie with those and stuff, and it makes it easier. I yeah. get it. But, I don't know. Fruit is fruit. Go get some fruit. For me, and this goes for life, I will never, ever, ever eat canned or bagged tuna. Oh, good call. It will never happen. I will not eat tuna salad. I'll not have a tuna salad sandwich. It will never happen. I don't think, truly, there is an amount of money that you could give me where you'd crack open a can of Starkist tuna and give me a spoon and say, take a bite. I oh. don't think I could will myself to do that. Or the, uh, the like, tuna and crackers that was in the vending machine at the score for a while. Oh, oh. I'm seriously getting ill from it. Oh. <laughs> How can you have fish that doesn't need to be kept cold? Right. And did, Rick, when you were in like college, did you ever have the Dinty Moore beef stew, which is like somehow shelf stable beef? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm eating good tonight, babe. It's a uh, beef. No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's beef flavored sawdust. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no. There is, honest to God, I don't think if someone's like Jay, here's fifty thousand dollars to take a bite of this tuna. Like, I don't know if I could will, I, I don't know if I could bring myself to, like, take a bite of it. Like, if I had to take, like, a whole spoon. Yeah. Oh, like, the thought of it is making me sick. But I guess I throw up and I get 50 grand, so I'd probably do it. But, <laughs> oh, like, I'm seriously getting nauseated thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, see, I'm just out on tuna in general, so I never think twice about it. So. I'll eat tuna if it's, like, cooked and cut, or if it's on sushi, where it's, like, the actual fish, a tuna, is delicious, but the, like, mayo mixed, and aren't there, like, 
weird like flavors of it. Uh, oh God, Starkist. I'm gonna look up Starkist tuna bags, which is the <laughs> grossest sounding thing in the world. Like, why would anyone want this? Well, okay, also, yeah. Why would anybody tuna... Google it? Oh, oh, Rick. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Okay, Starkist tuna creations. Here are the flavors: hickory smoked, uh-huh. herb and garlic, hot buffalo style, <laughs> lemon pepper. <laughs> ranch and oh my god and sweet and spicy no no there's never a scenario where this will enter my body sounds like many dates i had (laughs) okay anyway uh uh, no no stop it that's enough all right i've got one more i know you do you have a couple more yeah i got one more we can go to okay all right go ahead this one's from nick he's like i love pepperoni but some once in a while he craves a cheese pizza sometimes what are some other foods where sometimes simplicity is the most satisfying? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'll say this. There have been times where I have a taste for Chinese food, but I will just get fried rice. Like, I don't need whatever entree. Mm-hmm. I don't need it, but just give me, like, a chicken fried rice. I even like a veggie fried rice now and again because I like the way they prepare the broccoli and the, and the mushrooms and stuff. I could just have a meal of fried rice. I don't know if that totally counts, but I, I I would say, I see what you're saying. Like, sometimes you just want cheese pizza. I find it that way. It can be that way when you're eating, like, crappy pizza, yes. like chain pizza. It can be better or frozen pizza. But that would be my answer is I can have just fried rice instead of a whole meal of Chinese food. Hmm. You know, I'm that way with a ballpark hot dog. Of sometimes, because it's such a better hot dog. I don't need to mess with the mustard or, or the, like for me, the mustard or the ketchup or whatever else. I just, I'm good because it's a juicier dog. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you need that aspect to it. And the quality is so good. And then also there's the whole spilling aspect, which then you don't really have to worry about, which because you're not at home or close to home is a great bonus. So a really like a ballpark, not the brand necessarily, but a hot dog at a ballpark. I can be perfectly fine with no condiments. Okay, I thought you were talking about the brand Ballpark Hot Dogs. No, sorry. Yeah, a, a hot dog at the ballpark. Okay, but I want to say that Ballpark Hot Dogs are my go-to for grilling. Hmm. I don't know why. They just taste really, really good on the grill, but that's a good answer. Yeah, sometimes, especially like if you're right, if you're at a baseball game, you just want the nice, clean, you don't want to spill everything and get sauce over you and have to wait in line to put the condiment on. I condiment, I said, on. Um, so that, ta- yeah, I could see that for sure. And sometimes, like with nachos at the ballpark, eh, maybe I would like some meat or some jalapeno on there, but sometimes I want just the cheese. Yeah. All right, I've got one more here. Uh, and this one I hesitate to answer, but Dave's a good guy. He says, I'm a vegetarian mm-hmm. and a fat. Help me plan a five course meal, apps, soup, or salad, entree, side dishes, and desserts for a formal anniversary dinner. Dave? Uh, because you can have dairy, he says he can have dairy because he's not a vegan. Um, I'm going to say mozzarella sticks for the app. Yes. French onion soup <laughs> for the soup. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess some salad is fine as long as there's Italian dressing on it. Yes. Um, and lots of, cr- it has to be like at least 30% crouton. By the way, I've never mentioned this and it, it shames me to have a, fa- a favorite salad dressing but brianna's french vinaigrette dressing 
It's the one with the. It's got the. Um, crap! I have it so rarely. I can't even think of the name of the food. Artichoke. It's got an artichoke on it. Oh, okay. Brianna's French vinaigrette. That's the best salad dressing in the world. Um, there. There's my one thought on salad ever. Oh, uh, my, the mine entre- is when there are times where like Colleen will make salads for herself every once in a while for lunch, and she keeps a bag of croutons in there. But man, are croutons underrated as just like a snack time food. Oh, yeah. It's just eating like basically garlic bread. Yeah. Just crunchier. And I don't know what to tell you about a vegetarian entree. Uh, Maybe like a, a like a chili relleno or something like that, like a, or a cheese, like an, a cheese enchilada. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would probably have to default Mexican there in some so, uh, way, shape or form. A side dish. I mean, you could do whatever you want. Vegetable wise, mashed potatoes or. If you're going to have the enchiladas, you could do beans. That's easy. And then dessert, hey, dairy's good, so just get as much ice cream as you can handle. Yep. There, we did it. Yeah. Anything you want to change on there, Rick, for your vegetarian meal? I mean, maybe for the side, do something bread, since I don't know that we have much bread. So if, yeah. it's, if it's like a really well-done biscuit or something like that, I, I'm, I'm just always a proponent of having really good bread or biscuit in that regard. So, oh, there was there was a quick thing we can do this one real quick. Okay. Order which bread you would which bread you would have. There was like a fourth option, but it wasn't as good as the top three of Cheddar Bay biscuits, Texas Roadhouse rolls. I know that's your favorite place, <laughs> and <laughs> Olive Garden breadsticks. How do you rank them one through three? I have not had any of the three. Really, I've never had Cheddar Bay biscuits. I've heard people talk about them. They sound amazing, but that's Red Lobster, right? Yeah. I can't go there because of my wife's shellfish, shellfish allergy. Well, it's not like you've known her from day one. I'm surprised I you know. didn't go there at some point before. I can't go to Texas Roadhouse because I almost crapped my pants there once. If you missed that story, listen to last week's episode, and I've never been to Olive Garden, and it's a point of pride for me. I've never been there. I mean, you don't have to because there's so many good real Italian joints by you, so I get it. For me, though, I will rank them, and this may be controversial to some, but I'm, man, just the simplicity, if we get back to simplicity, of the Texas Roadhouse roll with their spicy butter, give me that, give me the Olive Garden breadsticks, and then give me the Cheddar Bay Biscuit. Maybe it's because I only had the Cheddar Bay Biscuit once because I'm not a fan of seafood, even though it doesn't have seafood in it, just haven't been there enough, but give me that, and I am perfectly happy okay since we're doing one more thing uh i have had peppies twice this week uh big fan of peppies hope wanted this place called Semsem for her mother's day dinner and i don't do mediterranean food and i feel bad about it but i've tried it and i just don't like the like the flavor profiles of like dill and i just it's just not my not it's a not my olive guy yeah this is not my wheelhouse of food so, because there's a Peppy's right next door in Tinley, I got it. They've got this thing called chili con queso, yeah. which is basically like, it's enchil. I, I don't know what the sauce is, but it's basically like, it feels like enchilada sauce, and in the enchilada sauce is melted cheese, Yeah, you, and you eat oh, it you with chips. Had, you never had Oh, no, that? I've had it. I've oh. had it. I have it. I get it every time, but I, I've just not talked about it very often for how much I like it. Yeah, so if you ever go to Peppy's, get the chili con queso. It is absolutely amazing, and you'll feel bad about yourself after it, but uh, during it, it will be some of the the best times of your life. 
There, when I was growing up, there was a Pepe's in West Chicago until everybody realized, why are we going to a chain place when there's a million local places in West Chicago that are better? I know, if but not I just think as good. is good. I, I know it Pepe's is good. good. It is good. However, it's just one of those like timing things where for a while, Pepe's was about all you had until everybody realized they could open up their own joint because there weren't really any local places in West Chicago, which was crazy considering how high yeah. the population of uh, Mexicans there are in West Chicago. So we're getting a lot of the authentic cuisine there now, which is great. But when I, I would get that when I went there, when I went to Pepe's while it was still there. So yeah, no, that's been a thing for a long time. And sadly, the Pepe's has been gone for a while plowed to the ground and now it's an advanced auto parts well maybe they kept the chili, chili con queso recipe handy yeah right next <laughs> to the, the auto parts shop yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's a lot of stuff that we gave you today we want to know your thoughts a lot of people replying to uh last week with the chains that we want that we wish were back so a lot of people replied with that we saw those that's awesome especially on twitter at i'm fat pod we also remember I have the Facebook page, facebook.com slash I'm fat pod. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. Remember again, subscribe rate and review the podcast. That helps us out a lot. And we greatly, greatly appreciate you taking the minute or so it takes to do that. But for Jay, I'm Rick. This is the I'm fat podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.